Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Sean McDuff and I'll be your host for today. This week we're looking ahead at two massive fixtures for Rangers, um, both huge for very different reasons. Joining me to have a look ahead is the wonderful Graham Gamble. Graham, how are you? I'm really good, Colin. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, never a chill, my man. So we're rolling into this week after picking up three points away to St Johnston. Graham, for me, this was a game we've seen for Rangers a few times over the last year. Struggling at spells to break down a very well-drilled side, eventually having enough quality to get the win. What was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, kind of the same as what you're saying, to be honest. Though, I don't know, there was there was just something a wee bit different, almost in comparison to the some of the games to start the season we've, we've maybe felt we've, we've struggled. I did always feel we were going to do something. Even when we went 1-0 down, I just always had that feeling, do you know what, uh, we're still doing enough um, to get ourselves back in the game. Obviously not the performance levels we're wanting to see Rangers at yet, but I feel like we are just building, we're slowly building to get back to the levels that we'd expect to be at. And for that, yeah, I think it's. I think it was a great win. A springboard, so to speak. I know what you mean about the when we went one 0 down, you you didn't you didn't really think, oh, that's it, it's doom and gloom. I think I, I felt like a lot. I felt like that a lot last season. Uh, maybe when not when we were going one 0 down, but when we were struggling to you know get break the deadlock, get the first goal, you just had this confidence that the Rangers team, this Rangers team, well, we're going to find a way and eventually go over the line. That's been the difference between last season and the season before. What, what was frustrating about this, and um, I, I felt felt straight away as soon as we went one 0 down, it was a different different pressure. Rangers putting St Johnston there. There was 
they had a kick up their arse. It's quite frustrating that they wait to go one nil down to really start applying themselves. I just feel like that's what it is like being a Rangers fan. That's how I feel. that's how I think I've always felt. Um, certainly for honestly for as long as I can remember, it's like why are we waiting to go one nil down before getting that bit up the arse and start and start performing? No, obviously it was always going to be Michael Halloran that, that got their goal. He does seem to cause his issues more often than not when he plays against us. Obviously, it was disappointing defended by Hellander. You would expect better from him and get better from him. 9.9 times out of 10 in that kind of situation. And it was just a poor goal. It was kind of a punt up forward. Um, but it was completely different. I don't know. Just the, the feeling I just thought, nah, we've we've got enough time. We have got enough about us um, to, to get back in the game. And, and we obviously did. That we'll start with St Johnson goal then um, as we go through them. You mentioned there, Michael O'Halloran. Um, <laughs> he was written in the stars. If anybody was wrote his goal against Rangers, it would have been him. But that's that's why Rangers signed him in the first place. Mark Warburton signed him thinking he'll be a good counter-attack uh, player. He's got good pace. He can get on to the end of long balls. But Mark Warburton didn't realise nobody plays like uh, nobody they will attack Rangers in domestic football bar one team. Um, it's weird. Hollander has to do a bit better, but at the same time, I do feel for him because, and obviously, any long-term whistles know I'm very biased. It, to me, he's the best defender in the country. Um, today's news will come on is obviously devastating. But I think he almost recovers, and it's just a loss of footing. He doesn't quite get to clear it. Um, I think nine out of ten times, as you say, that he clears that away, puts in a rosette. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you would 100% expect better, totally, from him. When you talked about Halloran when we'd signed him at Rangers, he was always that player, actually, uh, under Warburton, where it was like, why aren't we playing him in this game? Why not give him a run out in that game? I think he was like, um, at that point, to me, probably shows how old we were all feeling in comparison to, I don't know, like the the kind of modern day Matt McKay at that point in time. It's like, why are we not playing Matt McKay or something? Like, where's Matt McKay? I think it was like, just give Halloran a shot. And oh, he's always he's always got that pace to trouble. But yeah, it, look, it was disappointing by Hellander. And yeah, that news today is, is horrendous, obviously. No, it really isn't. We will come to that uh, when we look ahead to the morning. Um, so Rangers pull one back. I came out with penalty. Um, clear penalty. I thought Ryan Kent again. One is he's one is James where he's not quite at his free form best, but he was drawing them into fouls left, right, and centre. Um, this was a clear penalty. The I was actually surprised to see he came out with go up. I thought it would have been Tavernier again, but. Came out of steps up. I think he's had a bee in his bonnet since St Johnston last year when we go put out the cup um, and he had that horrendous penalty. I'm not going to lie, man, I, I still don't like this run-up. It's, it's, it's nice to watch um, in hindsight now that he, I know he scores, but I hear that fucking tap-dancing run-up there. I mean, first things first, I've ordered the penalty. It's a penalty all day long. I don't watch sports scene. I'll be honest, I, I refuse to watch it anyway, but I saw murmurings on Twitter, I think maybe Michael Stewart had said that it was doubt maybe the award, I'm not sure. Obviously that wouldn't surprise me, but I mean, it was a stonewall penalty. Anyone could see that. And as you say, 
Brother Kent has the I don't know the free flowing good game that people want to see or uh, or not. I think he, he technically assisted two goals. The penalty I think still counts as an assist. And as you say, he was winning his free kicks in important areas. In terms of the penalty, I think everyone expects Tavernier to step up. But I've spoke about it before on here that Kmar Roof is without a doubt our most natural finisher. He, with any sort of given run, the team without injury or suspension would be our top goal scorer, I would imagine, most seasons. The guy is lethal, so it probably is a good thing to see somebody like him step up and take it. And it was a cracking penalty straight up the middle, boom. So going forward, what do we do about the penalties? Is it a case of whoever feels it on the day or is it Kmar Roof's to take until he misses one? I think at this point it'll be Kmar Roof's now until when he's playing until he misses one. If Roof's not in the park, probably expect Tavernier to step up. It's always one of those things you always wonder why when there's strikers on the park, why they're not taking penalties on penalty shootouts, why is a striker not taking it? I always firmly believe any striker worth worth his salt should be on penalties. And Kmar Roof is 100% that, that kind of striker. So I'm, I'm glad to see him on the penalties. Not that I'm glad to see Tab off them, but I'm glad to see Kmar Roof on them. I think Tab's a very, very decent backup to have um, and on the penalties because bear in mind, Kmar Roof won't be able to play every game, every minute, every game. Um, he's definitely somebody that, that the managers spoke about. He's got to have to manage the minutes um, throughout the season. So having, having Tavernier... Um, who will play virtually every minute um, as long as he's fit. That's a great plan B to have. Um, what you're saying there about any single Murphy salt should be taking penalties. I, I do agree with you, but I've, I've said in here before, regardless if you're a goalkeeper, a right-back, a centre-half, or a striker, whoever's most confident for the penalties I would want on them, I think it's 99% bottle, 1% skill. Um, I might be oversimplifying that. Um but I think we came out if you brought the best of the both worlds. You know, Jack can finish with the ball, as you say, and if he's game for it, then that's what you want to see. On to Avenir, then, um, I, I don't really know how to describe this. It was an absolute thunder bastard. <laughs> it, was, um, it was really like one of these three kicks, the way he got the dip on it. Um, and... I'll be honest, see the, see the way that the the camera angle at, at these games is very low down. I thought it was going miles by. I thought it was across at first and I just seen the the, the net rustling. It wasn't until you seen the reverse angle you realised how sweet a strike this was, Graham. Yeah, 100%. I wasn't, I wasn't at McDermott Park, so watching it in the telly from the angle you see it. I think everyone, pro- I think most people watching the telly originally thought, is he going to kind of swing one into the back post or whatever, the back post area, and it sudden, suddenly it's in the net. Obviously, when you see the replays, I mean, it's clearly deliberate. It's just clearly an unbelievable dig from... I mean, that is that is perfect distance, I guess, for him anyway, in terms of whether it's a free kick or not. But that kind of dig like that, I mean, that was, it was absolute filth, let's face it. Absolute filth, man. That's such a real gamble saying. Fucking love that. Absolute filth. And oh, yeah, that was, that was brilliant. I, my only gripe is why, why I think I tweeted in the first half, fuck's sake, Rangers take a shot. I'm asking for too much for more attempts like this to happen more often. <laughs> 
I don't think you're asking for too much. <laughs> like it's one of those frustrations when when you're drawing or a goal down and you're seeing your team trying to walk in, so to speak. Yeah, there's always that frustration to hit. Please hit it from outside the box. I think, for example, man, away, we were all hoping for that, and then finally someone digs from outside the box, and we get and Davis gets the goal out in the the last kick of the ball. Yeah, look, of course, you want to see more digs from outside the box, but I don't know. The central midfielders we've got are they're not they're not overly that kind of player, really. I don't know. I would like to see stats. I mean, I have no stats in front of me, but. Be interesting to see the stats in terms of how often these boys do take a dig from outside the box, whether it's Kamara, Davis, Rebo, if he's there. Um, maybe more more Jack's game, maybe, but yeah, look, it's not too much to ask. We'd love to see more digs outside the box, and maybe that's something going forward Gerard will say to our, our, our wide players to, to start doing more and, and kind of having a go like that because you see the reward we got against Johnson. Definitely, man. Um, last year on the the game itself, seen John Lundstrom got quite a lot of praise for. Um, it's still very fifty fifty. I don't think there's MD in the let's give him time camp. Is um, I, I kind of seen two camps in Twitter, just like not. Nah, he's still like it was only a cameo appearance. No looking too much in there. Another half was kind of very much told you so. That's what he can do. Uh, I'm an eternal optimist. I, I thought he'd done really well, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, maybe that's a glimmer of the player we were we were hoping to sign. Um, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to say he should start the more just yet, but I think, I think we're seeing him now start to understand the pace of the game up here. I think he had a lot more time in the ball down there. They probably don't realise coming to down south how aggressive the game is and. Let's be honest, Rangers have a very set style of play, which um, which Sheffield United wouldn't have wouldn't have been playing at all for the last two or three years. Let's be honest. What's your thoughts on that? Am I looking too much into this, Jamil? Well, I don't think so. Like you're not going to pick up. Not everyone will pick up the pace absolutely immediately when they they come to Scotland, and it's not just about the pace of the game. It's about the expectation we've got the the most expectant support we expect to win every game, rightfully so. Not everyone can take to that immediately. Not everyone can work off that expectation. So there's probably a lot about that as well. So he's came on against St. Johnson, put in a good shift. He came on against them at Ibrooks. I think everyone will agree um, that that appearance and, and that substitution at Ibrooks against them was was excellent seeing the game out. So, look, I think there's going to be plenty more to come from. We got the guy for a free, and I think definitely worth giving a good bit of time. I, I think he will. I think he will come up trumps for us. I think if we go deep in Europe again this season, um, we're going for the league title, and obviously we want our domestic cups as well. Mind, we're going for that quadruple. So, um, we're going to want to. Uh, we're going to need. We're going to need somebody like John Lidstrom in that squad depth. But when that's optimism, I want to hear. I, want to hear. I don't know what you should be doing. Fantastic. So, both of you all know, know the best performance, but very decent results setting us up for this week. The elephant in the room, Philip Hollander's injury. Uh, that that when you when you see him go down, I didn't think it was too bad at the first, but as soon as you see. As soon as, as soon as you see the medical staff even pull out the stretcher just in case you know it's bad and then see them getting stretchered off, uh, 
there's always going to be bad news. So Stephen Gerrard confirmed today that he's had surgery in the last 24 hours. He's going to be out for the foreseeable future. Rangers did tweet that he's going to be out to at least December. Um, so obviously, first and foremost, best wishes to Big Phil. Hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. And devastating for him because he's... He had he was out for what maybe three four months after the the League Cup final against Celtic last time he was injured and he he has had to manage manage his game time coming back in and I feel towards the end of last season coming into the season we've he has been recognised as somebody who absolutely has to be in the in the team when he's fit on a personal level for him it, it must be devastating eh absolutely. Probably not, and for him, off the back of the Euros, where he didn't start any of their games, he got that cameo appearance at Hamden. He's in the in the qualifiers. He's been starting the games. So I mean, from a club and international front, the guy's been performing well. Again, minus the goal against St Johnson, but the guy's been performing really well. So of course, it's going to be personally devastating for him. I actually think that the news that maybe December could have been worse and I'm actually looking at that as a positive when he goes down with that sort of injury with the knee I think we're all just head in hand I think obviously from a club point of view we're going into Europe not got Jack Simpson in the squad Goldson Balligan if if one of them gets if one of them gets injured then it's going to be a Bassey centre back um, then we start going down the makeshift route so it is a bit of a worry I guess the recalling alone for Nicola Cattage in January is looking like pretty good business for us now to put into the to put into that loan agreement. No, absolutely. And Steve Gerrard was asked about that today at the at the press conference. Would they look at calling back Nicola Cattage? And they said no, there's no something he can do. Even if he could, he wouldn't do it anyway. Said Nico has to has to play, has to has to get minutes to get back to his best and there's no it wouldn't be right on him. And I kinda I can see I can see the point there. How much how much benefit are we going to get out of Nico Cartage if he comes back and sits in the bench or in the stand for the next three, four months? Um and what we're talking about Europe here, but domestically Goldsonberg and Jack Simpson should be more than enough. Um I know Jack Simpson has many, many critics. Um, there's a few in this podcast that are really only fans of him. But if the man- management team trusts him, then there's, there's no point in having him if if we can't play him. Yeah, no, look, it's a good point. Obviously, in terms of Katic, yeah, of course, there's more benefit of him being out. And maybe, maybe we'll see that benefit, obviously, next season going onwards. Jack Simpson's very, I don't know, I just, I still felt even against St. John's when he came on, there was just something, just something maybe a bit unsure, a bit shaky. I'm not sure, I just can't put my, my finger on it. I think it will be, yeah, it'll be Jack Simpson, obviously, Balligan, Goldson, yeah, as you say, should absolutely be more than enough to see through domestically. It is just if one of them gets injured, it's total makeshift. Then for me, I'd rather see Bassey move into centre back, and obviously Barisic is left back. 
Bassey as a natural centre-back anyway before he came is. We developed him into that left-back role. So look, fingers crossed, we're fine. It just feels like all that building to get this squad together, one injury like this, and we're like a bit, a bit shaky, a bit nervous. And and this is this is very, very surprising. The the reaction, if I'm being honest. So one injury. So we've got four centre halves. Um, I suppose five if you include Bassey. One gets injured. And the kind of reaction is that we're going in tomorrow playing Calvin Bassey and Leon Kynes in a half. But I don't want to jinx it, but I think this reaction is assuming that Leon Balgan and Connor Golson end up getting injured or one of them. Yeah, there's, I mean, we'd be really, really unlucky if in the same couple of months we lose Phil Hillander and Balgan or Golson. I suppose we had a defender you always run the risk of suspension as well, but I... I <laughs> I think we we're a bit of luck. Golson and Bargain should be should be more than enough um and Simpson playing here and there in, in the league. Yeah, look from a European standpoint, Golson Balligan, absolutely. We've got to remember Balligan played five of our group games last season, so I think we are fine. I think it's just that that worry that okay, Jack Simpson isn't in our Euro squad. So yes, if there is suspension, we do have six group games. If there are suspensions then yeah, we're leaving ourselves a bit a bit short. But I'm actually more comfortable with the fact that well actually Bassi's still there as a centre back and then we've got Barris at still left back. I think we are okay. I think we'll be absolutely fine. But I can understand why people grimace a wee bit. Yeah. So looking ahead to the morrow, Rangers first week game against Leon, obviously. Um very decent side, Graham. No, without uh, Dembele and I think a couple of others haven't travelled, but obviously D- Dembele is an absolute shite bag. He's seen that Rangers actually have defenders now. Even with their best defender being out, we still have defenders, which is something he'd be very uncomfortable with <laughs> coming up against Rangers. I think uh, we had fucking Andy Cameron and um, a cardboard cutter of Walter Smith at centre-half last time we played. Dembele, but a very, very decent side. Um, Steam Gerrard said today he is uh, like the, they're a Champions League level squad. How are you feeling about the Mora? I'm feeling really excited. Like, really excited. I think the one thing the restructuring of the Europa League's done this season is I don't know, the groups feel a lot stronger than they did last season for obvious reasons. We've now got 32 teams at group stage. And I think we want to be playing these games against these teams. And I think a lot's been said in the, the media that this Leon team, and this obviously is game for the Rangers camp, that this Leon team's probably the strongest we've faced uh, on, on a European front since Gerrard's came into play. And, and look, you do look at the players that they've got and the players that they've, they've kind of been trying to sign. Um, I think Shakiri is a really good... I've just liked him for that. A long time, really good player. Um, Dembele, as you say, shite bag, he won't be playing, so that's fine. Um, but they've got some absolute class players, strength and depth in their squad. They are going to be formidable, but I really think with a packed Ibrooks tomorrow, the atmospheres recently have just been so electric again, just something special again in the air. And I think, you know, if we play well, we will. We will put them at the sword regardless of how good they are. I think if we play well, we play our game, we play as well as we can. 
I think we'll beat them. So I'm no, I'm really looking forward. To it. I think it's going to be brilliant. I know it is. Rangers are the best in Europe. Like to force the opposition, if the opposition's a decent ball playing team, which we all are comfortable in possession, they like to force them into possession in certain areas and then hit them in the break and try and hit with pace and press with press with purpose and as good a team they are and I do think this up there with Bayer Leverkusen are probably the strongest side we'll face in, in Europe um, I think Rangers will be quietly confident they can get a result um, Pat Dybers as you say, it feels like the fans have just I don't know, it feels like we've got like so much making up to do. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like well, we don't want to take it for granted. So it's been absolutely bouncing the last couple of games. Um obviously the like the first half against Mamo was electric. Celtic speaks for itself. But even the 10, 15 minutes after the full time at Celtic, it was fucking electric. I can't really say anything else. Um, it'll be the same tomorrow. How do you set up tomorrow then? Um I think Alan McGregor obviously in goals. The the centre half pairing speaks for itself. Well, I think the back five speaks for itself. Um, in terms of midfield and attack, what are we what are we looking at? Like, can I speak? What was Joby? I don't think we'll be far off having the lineup we had against St Johnson tomorrow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think it remains to be seen whether we're going to... It'll be interesting. I actually could potentially see um, Barisic come back in for Bassi. Um Not through form or anything like that. I just think... In terms of some of the rotation Gerard does, obviously, as you say, McGregor's going to come back. Maybe uh, Barisic, obviously, Balogun, Golds and Tav. I think we'll go with the same mid-three, middle-three, uh, potentially. The, in fact, middle-front six, I think, potentially be the same um, as St. Johnson. But maybe just a change here and there with, with um, obviously, McGregor, Barisic and, and Golds and come back, maybe. Who knows? What are you thinking? No, I'm the I'm the same. Gerard uh, did say today that he rescued McGregor just as a precaution. Um, a wee slight niggle didn't want to risk it when we had John McLaughlin. So McGregor will come back in. I've got a feeling Barisic was on the bench for the same same reason. Obviously, he 
his comeback game, if you like, was like playing against Celtic and it was tremendous um, against Celtic. Um, he's still not looked fully fit since coming back, so I don't know if I, I, I've got a feeling he was he was on the bench on Sunday with a view to uh, with a view to Thursday. Um, I would go with the exact same team as you. The only only thing I think in with Ruth and Morelos in the starting lineup together, I do think you maybe lose a bit of a bit of off-the-ball dirty work that you'd maybe get with Arfield or Arebo playing in the wide right, or, you know, what you get for Kent on the other side, you know, regardless of how poor Kent's playing or how well he's playing, you know, he's off-the-ball movement, he's tacking back, he's running, his set to run in the team. I don't think you get quite the same way Morelos and Roof, but counteracting that, they're the, they're the best two strikers in, in Scotland, uh, to be fair, they're you're twice as likely to get a goal so I, I, I think that's the only question Mark, how conservative the manager wants to be um, but I've got a feeling it'll, it'll, go with, it'll go with both of them I think we've got to I think we just can't afford to, to drop either of them yeah I know what you're saying with the dig and a lot of people probably won't see Hadji come in as well tomorrow Look, we've got strength and depth and the fact we're able to have this conversation, which I'll always say is brilliant. Somebody we've obviously not really spoke about uh, in the last few weeks is Scott Wright as well. And he looks brilliant. And I just think we have so much we can change throughout the game, depending obviously on what bench we go with. But there's so much strength and depth there that I think we've got a lot of players that can come in and change the game. We've not even seen Bakuna yet. Um, and do you know what? I th- he looks like he looks like a decent player. I think it's great that we're having these conversations. I get we agree with the, the lineup, but then even if Gerard puts something out that's a bit different, you know what? I'm, I'm confident still that whatever team we put out, whatever team Gerard decides to go with, I really do fancy his tomorrow night. I don't know. I just feel like um, come full time, uh, come full time, we'll, uh, we'll be feeling it. I completely forgot about Scott and I feel like I actually feel bad. I forgot about him. Just what you mentioned about Haji. Um, he's oh, to me, he's still not allowed back into the the country. He's still isolating. Um, I think Rangers are waiting an update on yeah. when he gets back in, which is devastating. I mean, this was this is a kind of Yanis Haji kind of night. In terms of Scott Wright, I feel he's got a part to play tomorrow, but maybe not from the start. I think it's the kind of game where when we need fresh legs, when we need a bit of urgency, or even if it's even if we do take the lead and we kind of need a, a bit more pace and a bit more off the ball movement, like you get we can. I think he's definitely got a part to play tomorrow. Having said that, I would hate for him to fall into the natural overall where he becomes a natural like, super sub and he's, his part to play is always uh, um, the super sub as well. But I don't want to p- pigeonhole him in there, but I think we'll definitely see him the morning. I don't know. I think he's still got a lot of developing to do. We've got a lot of good young players, obviously. Uh, had you been one of them, we've got these kind of guys around the 22, 23, 24 age mark that still have a lot of developing to do. I think over the course of the Europa League, we'll see a few different players uh, make appearances just depending on the games. Yeah, I think Scott Wright's going to be one of those. As I say, I think he's really impressed, especially at the start of this season. And whether it's tomorrow onwards, I think he will. Um, I think he will have a 
I've seen a lot of our games, especially in Europe. But as I say, look, it's it's just promising to have this kind of squad depth just now and to be able to talk about this. Obviously, yeah, Hadji's Hadji's not available. Um, isolating, but we've still got plenty of players in and around we can we can call upon. And I wonder when you mentioned Arfield, it is interesting. Obviously, he's almost become a bit of a bit part player just now. I do still think we'll see a bit of a re-emergence at him. He can always offer something in those difficult games, and I think he'll be utilised a lot in the, the Scottish Premier League for certain games, especially over the next over the next season. For me, that sums up how far the squad's come because I don't think Arfield has regressed at all um, in terms of what he offers. I think he still offers the same output, albeit I think. His minutes maybe need to be managed a wee bit more. Obviously, he doesn't play uh, for, for Canada anymore. He's he's kept himself out of selection a few times over the last 18 months. But in terms of what he offers on the pitch, he still offers the same. But we're, we're not as reliant on Skrull Arfield doing that every week now, just because how far this squad's come. And there's absolutely still a need for him, as you say, and he, he will have a part to play, but going back to what we said earlier, I mean, there's there's very few combinations there first eleven that Gerard can realistically put out tomorrow. Where I'll be disappointed. Exactly, exactly, and, and that is a good position to be in. And as I say, I think we're just slowly building again. We've got the same squad. We've added some players, and I really, I do really think Sakala's going to come on a game as well. I think he's going to be important. I know he's maybe not seemed it so far, but I do think he's got something to offer. I think for him it's just about getting match fitness back. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really excited. I think we'll I think we're gonna like peak at the right time this season. I really do. I think we could go on some sort of kind of monstrous run and kinda of in a sycophantic way, if you want to say. I honestly think losing that early in the league is probably going to have benefited us somewhat somehow, rather than having this constant target on our back when we're not playing great. Of this unbeaten run, we lost. It's done. We move on, and I think we really are going to build a lot more momentum going forward. Yeah, you you seen that with Celtic um, a few years ago under under Brendan Rodgers, where the hype wasn't about them gathering points; it was about them keeping the the unbeaten run intact. You're, you're spot on. It sounds daft. Like obviously, best case scenario, we win every game and win every cup going. But it's in terms of winning every game, well, we're going to lose at some point. It may very well be the the best thing when we look back in May. The best thing that happened is we when we did drop points, it was so early, and we just focus on on getting points, getting the results instead of keeping this record uh, in play. So going ahead to the morning, um again, it's been very. Anytime we play somebody in Europe who we've played before, it's only natural for any football fan to kind of think back um, to the last time we played them. There's also been a lot of talk about this team, the, the, this team under Gerard in Europe, how it performed against um, other other managers' performances in Europe, like Watersmith, McLeish, Advocate, so on and so forth. Back in 2007 was, I'm sure, was the last time we played Leon competitively. Um, this was an absolute high of a high to low of the low if we think about the away fixture to the home fixture. Obviously, we'll not dwell on the home fixture too much, um, getting scrubbed to 3 0, carrying Benzema, running a mock that day. Um, 
In terms of the the away fixture, do you have fond memories of, of that game, Graham, in two thousand seven? I do, I do. I absolutely love this. I was there as well. I'm sure there'll be guys listening that well, and but it's one of those one of those we'll never forget. We'll absolutely never forget that. Um, I think if you don't if you don't think of that game and think of that that kind of wee reel of Demarcus Beasley like kind of throwing his his body back like almost laughing like what is this um, it was unbelievable so good and yeah fingers crossed we get the same obviously yeah the return fixture wasn't great we needed a draw to progress one down till what the I don't know last five minutes and Benzema hits us with a double but Obviously, that led us to the, the UEFA Cup final that year. So, look, it was swings and roundabouts. We got one of easily the greatest away result we've had in Europe. So, yeah, look, it was magic. Absolutely brilliant. And I uh, would done anything to be there, really. I think that was the away game to be at. I know. I, I remember um, I, I came back for a family holiday in Mexico. Um, the, the night Rangers were playing Leon. Um, uh, the away leg and I don't know like I was up for like 26 hours um, just absolutely like slapping myself in front of the telly buzzing for this game and I didn't need to keep myself awake for this man I remember remember at the time a couple of weird memories or not a couple of very prominent memories McCulloch's first goal see the way he celebrates I always remember thinking that's not like sheer joy he's got that's kind of almost well, I've just done my job. See, so he walks away, like pointing to the fans, and he's very just game face. It's almost like no quite arrogance, but just like I pulled short against Leon is what I do. Very calm, collected. I was like, fucking hell. And then I just remember thinking, we've got such a player in Kuzan. I thought he was brilliant that night. Well, 100%. If we had Kuzan for the UEFA Cup final, could that have been a different story? The guy was massive for us, absolutely massive power. Just just that goal. He scored I remember he scored kinda of something similar against um against them at, at Celtic Park and it kinda of beaten the keeper at the near post, but the amount of power he puts in the ball. And I remember him obviously doing the same uh, against Leon and then obviously Beasley with his pace and behind the defence for the third and it is I think everyone was laughing. <laughs> and uh, what a fucking what a night. What a night. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm getting quite emotional. I'm just hang back to that. What a team! What a team! Um, kind of leads me on to discussion about how how do you see this team's European performances compared to um, compared to the the team they got to the UEFA Cup final. Um, I was reading Michael Beale's article that he sent me. Um, very good read, but it was just at the bottom. That he put the overall record. Played 49 games, 25 wins, 16 draws, 8 defeats, and 23 clean sheets. Um, it's a pretty impressive record in Europe they've got. Um, aye, but how do you rate this team's European performances? I think you've already done it there with the record. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, a ball here under a 50% clean sheet out of the European runs and I totally get people can talk about oh, how many qualifiers, it doesn't matter European level it's not so much sometimes about how you're how well we perform and a hole for us to reach the group stage as we have three seasons in a row, 
reach the last sixteen two seasons in a row Europa League. Yeah, we are. I, I, we are. We are absolutely a Champions League club, and we will get back to that pinnacle. However, the Europa League's where we're at just now, and and that's that's at a point just now. That's our level. I can I think kind of shown is the 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 Malmo games. However, the the improvement under Gerard in these last few years in Europe, especially, is is miraculous. And in terms of our team against yeah, the team that were in the Champions League back then and under Smith and McLeish. I genuinely believe if we can keep this team together for for a couple of seasons more, even this season and next season, honestly I think we could we we could really we could achieve something. I'm not winning the Champions League then before anyone jumps on me. I just think we could really achieve something that would be really successful for us. Yeah. Well, with this team, Michael Beale talks about it in the article. With MDs, um not seen, I'll, I'll post it in the in the thread when I, I put up the the podcast. Um, if MDs not read it, it's a, a decent read. Um, and what you said there about the the qualifiers, it's it's still a game you need to win. And Michael Beale goes in and talks about every game. Is some is a completely different entity. It's a different style of place, a different country, it's a different atmosphere, different weather, different travelling. Um, so it's something that you need to manage round after round, and then in a group stage, tie after tie. But oh, you go. He said, I mean, yeah, as you've said, it's the Michael Beale coaching.com right so I think it's like his blog it is a really good read and this one specifically was about uh, 50 games in Europe and as you've you've said like honestly you need to read it it's absolutely brilliant and he has said obviously there is no such thing as, as an easy away game in Europe and he's he's talked about just obviously you're going to the various cities you've got the the changes in, in weather and he spoke about how just how difficult that Alishkirk game was for those reasons and where we are, we are sitting as fans, eh, either at the game or at home, just expecting us to go and win against Alishkirt because they're Alishkirt. There's so many other factors to it. The humidity and temperature, the travelling, obviously any injury suspensions you might have. But what kind of struck me in this article is just how much he's clearly learned in those 50 games in European football. And this is an experienced coach who's a, probably a genius tactically, who's been to different corners in the world to do coaching. And he's just talking about, he's talking about the valuable experience he's got with these European games and is so valuable. And that will just not be for the staff, but obviously the, more so the players. And that's why I think if we can kind of maybe get this this season, have a successful one, I really think we could, we could at least potentially push for a group stage next season, Champions League, if it draws kind to us. I really think this squad are capable of, of being pretty successful. I think what's what's massive for me for the squad and the management team is how much they improve year on year. Um and we we've seen it in terms of the players that come in, even the players that stay there, how much they improve. As you say, what what Michael Beale documents say that how much he's grown as a coach. Stephen Gerrard is massively improved as a manager year on year and you know with, before people absolutely jumped in their throats and say Royal won the Champions League in 2023 I don't see where the progression stops I see that 
absolute, I see that determination to be better happening year in year. And if it does, we will we will start competing in the Champions League group stages. We, we will be continuously playing in Europe after Christmas. Um, I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest positives we have with this squad is just how much they, just how much they develop as a unit um, and individually and again with the management team as well. Yeah, I think the the one thing that's going to stop us developing is losing Gerard and this kind of backroom stuff. That's 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 going to be the catalyst. And I think if we can hold everything together for this season and next at a minimum, I think we'll be. I think we'll see a really special team. I really do domestic and European. What happens after that? Yeah, we just need to make the right steps. We need to make the right decisions. But for this year, and next. I think, yeah, it's kind of football's our oyster and we'll see where we go with it. Oh, the fire in my belly, game. I always do, I always do have that feeling when you can win the podcast. Um, you know, having us doing a win a, a quadruple and ah, brilliant. So, last thing we'll come to, um, don't, want to don't want to look too far ahead, obviously, the one game at a time. Um, cliche, blah, blah, blah. But Sunday is... Going to be a massive day, massive game. No, because of the visitors or the opposition, um, it's flag day, Graham. Um, a very, 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 very long overdue flag day. How excited are you for this? Oh, I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing. It's going to be absolutely electric. Again, something we've waited for for a while. I think there'll be some emotion in the stadium for many reasons. Obviously, one, it's a three o'clock kickoff on a Sunday, so there'll be plenty of time for the few hours in the boozer as well, so I'm sure that will heighten the, heighten the emotions of some folk. But, yeah, I can't wait. Look, it's going to be great. And uh, we've definitely waited long enough. It's going to be a bit strange doing it kind of a few games into the season. But it's going to be brilliant. Really, I, I really can't wait. And I'm glad they held off to make sure it was a full house. I mean, in hindsight, it would have been... Fucking amazing if we had flag day against Celtic and then beat Celtic, but I can see why they didn't do it, um, mainly on the rights of police scrolling. But I'm so, so glad that they didn't do it against Livingston, where it was a half, you know, a half capacity stadium. I mean, for the fans, as many as who can be in there as possible, we absolutely deserve it. It was not just a, a tough year last year watching the game, watching our team through our TV but it's been a long long 10 years and secondly for the players and management as well I find that after how far they've come over the last two or three years what we've been talking about there just how much they've developed they deserve to celebrate this in front of our full house 100% and I think it'll give us a, a nice start to the game like it'll give us a, a real feel good before the before the game starts as you say it's it's been a long, long ten years, and once all the emotion of fifty-five, as, as Gerard said, you know that's now history. But this flag day, like things like that, when you say about long ten years, I'll be thinking about that horrific day I went to to Stolen Albion away, and things like that when we unfurl this 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 fifty-fifth flag. You know, it's it's been a long time coming. It'll be a really good feeling. And obviously, fingers crossed, we get the, the three points to boot. Yeah, here's hoping. So, 
think we'll wrap it up there, mate. But before you go, I'm going to press you for a prediction for the score tomorrow when Rangers host Leon. 2-1 Rangers. I'd fucking take that. I'd take that. I'm going to go 1-0 Rangers. Nervy game and then Morelos will pop up in like the 82nd minute or something and do that mad bastard tongue out celebration that he does. Um, <laughs> the variation of a Rangers win. Um, well, that'll bring us to a close. Thanks again for listening as always, folks. Uh, once again, any feedback, good or bad, let us know what you think in the comments on YouTube, Apple, follow, follow, Twitter, wherever you, you get this podcast or get the links. Graham, thanks for joining. It's been a pleasure as always, mate. Loved it. Take care, everyone. We are the people. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.